Dear friends in Christ, I read recently about a woman who telephoned her friend and asked her how she was feeling, how she was doing. And the response from her friend was terrible. My head's splitting, my back and legs are killing me, the house is a mess, and the kids are simply driving me crazy. Well, a very sympathetic uh, voice responded to these complaints. Listen, you go and lie down. I'll come right over and cook lunch for you, clean up your house, and take care of the children while you get some rest. By the way, how is your husband Sam doing? Sam, the complaining housewife, said, my husband's name is not Sam. Oh dear, exclaimed the woman, I must have dialed the wrong number. There was a long pause, and then the complaining housewife said, does this mean you're not coming over? (laughs) Well, that housewife had hoped she'd found a new friend that could, could help her, someone that would be there for her in her need. Well, you know, friendship is a, a powerful thing. According to one study I read recently, people 25 and younger listed friends as the most critical social network in their life. Church ranked fifth. By contrast, adults over 25 ranked church as the key social group of their life, followed by their work relationships. Yes, friendship is an important aspect of all our lives, and the Bible agrees. In Proverbs 17, we read, A friend loves at all times. And in Proverbs 18, we read, There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Because friendship is so powerful, it's no surprise that one of the most popular features of Facebook on the Internet is friendship. Facebook, of course, is the most popular social get-together place on the Internet. Today, there's over 400 million people on Facebook worldwide. Facebook is a place where people can share their lives. They can They can talk to others. They can post pictures and articles they'd like other people to see. And most of that sharing is done between, quote, friends. Friends on Facebook are people um, that you have picked for certain reasons. You've given them the privilege of being able to visit your Facebook page, to see your pictures and share your thoughts, So when someone invites you to be their friend on Facebook, they're inviting you to share in their life on the Internet. And that makes friendship on Facebook sites kind of an honor if you're asked to be a friend. The average Facebook user has about 150 friends, and there are many that have hundreds of friends, even thousands. But there's an odd thing about these, quote, friends. They're not all what people call true friends. Many of these people you respect, you may like them, but very few of them are really true friends. There was a cartoon of a man 
opening his front door, and there, standing in front of his house, was a long line of people. And the caption said, quoting the first person in line, saying, Hi, we're your friends on Facebook, and we're here to have a little visit with you. Well, of course, that would never happen. We're never going to be able to see all our Facebook friends, probably, at one time. And some of them wouldn't be that interested to come and visit us anyway. If you were sick and in the hospital, it wouldn't be your Facebook friends totally that would come to visit you. If you needed to borrow money for an unexpected bill, you wouldn't go to your Facebook friends first to get help. Because they don't really know you. They don't know the details of your life. They don't know probably what you're struggling with every day. And you know, that's what happens in real life too. Sometimes even the people that we call friends aren't really our friends. Sometimes they're not there when we need them. They disappoint us. Sometimes they forget us or ignore us. Jesus tells a story in the Gospel of Luke about a a son of a wealthy man who didn't want to wait till his father passed away to get his inheritance. And after bugging him for a long time, the father finally gave in and gave him his inheritance. And this young man went to a faraway city and lived it up. He had parties. He had friends, at least until the money ran out. And then his friends disappeared. You know, the reality is this. We don't always have true friends that we can count on. But today, we can celebrate one certainty. And that is, Jesus tells us that he wants to be our friend. And not only that, our best friend. During the confirmation interviews that I had with these eight young people in the last couple of weeks, um, I asked them how their view of God has changed from the time they were uh, younger in elementary school to, to now. And most of them said that when they were young, they just saw God as that, that uh, big man in the sky, so to speak, up in the clouds, But as they have got older and as they've gone through confirmation, they realize that Jesus wants to be a personal friend, someone who walks by them and with them every day of their lives. And I rejoice in in that knowledge of knowing that they have come to that point in their spiritual walk. Yes, Jesus desires to be our friend. But when you think about that, that is a bit odd considering the fact that we didn't make the first move. We didn't send a friend request to Jesus like people on Facebook do. He sent one to us. Our gospel today that Layla read shares with us from the words of Jesus particularly You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Jesus tells us much the same thing in 1 John where he says, We love because he first loved us. 
Jesus reached out to us first. Now, why is that important? Well, because if most people knew you and I, what we were really, really like every day, they maybe wouldn't accept us as friends that uh, they, they think we should be for them. Sometimes we put on kind of a false front, don't we? But Jesus, you see, he knows exactly the kind of people we are and our sins day by day. And paraphrasing John 3.16 that Kobe read for us a few moments ago, you could say it like this, For God so loved you and I, he sent us his very special friend request. That's how much God loved us. Now, the way you become a friend on Facebook is one person sends out an invitation to someone else to be their friend, and the other person then has a decision to make. Either confirm that you want to be their friend on Facebook or ignore the message. Today is confirmation, and these eight young people are confirming that you want Jesus as your friend. What Jesus is telling us here is, I've invited you to be my friend, even before you invited me. He reached out to us even when we were not worthy to to be reached out to. And he reached out with his great love that we talked about in our interviews also, the grace of God, a love that is beyond everything we can imagine. We don't really know how to love until we've experienced the love of Jesus in our life because he's the author of love. He's our teacher. How did Jesus love us? Our gospel today says, Greater love has no one than this, than he lay down his life for his Friends. You see, God isn't concerned about how many friends you have. He's concerned with how many people to whom you have been a friend. How many people have you and I sacrificed for? You know, Jesus put an emphasis on friendship in the Bible. Friendship really is the framework for his church. It's the power of our ministry. If we don't understand what friendship in Christ means, we're not going to do very well as we witness for him. What Jesus did was he died for our sins so that we might become his friends and understand what a true friend is. He has sent you a request today not on Facebook, but through his word and through his spirit, he wants to be your friend. And that includes all of us, whether we're in ninth grade or older or younger. Will you accept that offer? He's waiting for your response. Amen.